Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports app. So many of our fisheries here in the Pacific Northwest are technical in nature, right? Whether you're dropping shrimp gear at 400 feet, or you're halibut fishing, you're lingcod fishing, Joey, you need a head start. You need a pathway to learn about all this stuff. And, and even, even for boaters in, in general, how do you learn about zincs? How do you learn about bottom paint? How do you learn about spring commissioning and getting your boat off to a easy and trouble-free start? You go to the experts. Go to the experts, the place to be for all things marine. The North Sound Marine Expo, brand new. This is like the spring seminar on steroids. And here to tell us all about it is Harbor Marine's very own Lauren Bivens. Good morning, Lauren. What is going on on April 15th? Well, good morning, guys. Uh, great to be here. Uh Anyway, uh, we, you're right. It's, it's a great place to learn. On, uh, on April 15th from 10 to 3, we're going to have uh, 30 booths here. We're going to have manufacturers that are going to be representing paint and, like you say, anodes, pumps, uh, everything you think of that is all the gear that you use on your boat or, or uh, things to go fishing with with our upcoming uh, shrimping and link cod seasons. You know, it's just it's an exciting time to take the opportunity to pull in a seminar just it's a, it's a day's activity and, uh, and enjoy food at the same time as well. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really a fun deal to put together. And and just just a couple housekeeping things I'd like to I'd like to mention right off the bat is you know Joey and I were down at the boat this week you know burning you know a couple software updates and taking care of a couple things and we both got ticketed by Laz Parking the Port of Everett right now has had a pretty significant security challenge, okay? And one of the ways they're addressing that is kind of changing some of the parking situations. So, and I think you, we're going to see some of that too um, at your seminar, Lauren, as as far as we need to instruct people where to park. And I think not only can they park at Harbor, but I believe Dunlap Industrial is going to have folks uh, give, give them the ability to park inside Dunlap as well. Right, Dunlop's been very gracious with us to allow us to we'll use all of their parking, which is a huge frontage on, uh, on West Greenview Drive. Uh, and of course, you can enter really from kind of the uh, south end of things or from the north side. Our whole facility will be open for parking if there is the need for overflow parking. Other than that, the court does have designated spots that uh, you can go up to have up to two hours of free parking in um, in those areas. And you can go to their website. We're going to have the Port of Everest website also up on our uh, on our side the North Sound Marine Expo and you will see those areas that you're able to park in without getting uh, buzzed by loud. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, as you well know, I, you know there's there's been a tremendous security challenge around the port right now, and this is just one of the port the Port of Everett's one of the ways they need to address it is look is is watch who's parking where and so that's what Laz is doing they they don't it, you know they they have a challenge as do the rest of us no question so we're going to be uh, actually doing the show live from Harbor Marine on the 15th and then I'm kicking things off at at 10:15 with my shrimp and seminar Tyler Seebeck from uh from Martyr in Canada 
listen, if you're not paying attention to the anodes on your boat, not only is your boat not fishing up to its maximum effectiveness, but you're going to lose your underwater metal. So you can either pay little bill right now with the Yeah, anodes, you're going to damage your boat. Or, or big bill a little bit later, Lauren. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about what Dave Atwater is going to talk to us about in, in his bottom painting seminar a little later in the day. Yeah, uh, so yeah, Tyler is just great. We've had him up before. And, Super guy, uh, very knowledgeable. A lot of ears on, on what he's talking about. Corrosion is just one of those tough subjects that's hard to understand, uh, and he's going to be really helpful to, for, for people to, even if you just put your boat in for a weekend, you, you know, you need to be protected because over time, that corrosion will take over. And uh, if, if you do keep your boat in the water or you're in just for, you know, sometimes a summer for a few weeks somewhere, uh, Dave's going to be there to talk about fouling and what you could do to keep that bottom clean and so on by applying uh, uh, anti-fouling paints. And uh, he, he's a great resource for which type of paint to use. And, of course, we're going to have all of those uh, items on, on sale as well. One of the things that Joey and I have been using the last couple of years and have had great success with are the new powered coolers by Dometic. Dometic's going to be there. They're actually one of the prime sponsors of the North Sound Marine Expo. Um, and uh, I tell you what. Having that powered cooler on the boat not only lets us keep a variety of bait fresh. Up, or, up, up to like a case, I mean, a case of bait on the boat, which, you know, if you're out on an extended trip, it's hard. Where are you going to put your bait? How are you going to keep it frozen? We plug that thing in the bow of the boat and we can hold a, a case of bait up there, you know, which is killer. You you go to CQ for a week into fishing, you got to have, you're going to run 15 up to 20 packages of bait. So it's a, it's a great addition to the boat. It just allows us to, you know, hold way more bait. If you have to freeze, you know, you catch some prawns, you could freeze them on board if you're out for a few days, extended trip. Um, yeah, you know, one cool thing about an expo like this is, you know, you obviously you're going to come check out seminars. Tom's got his, Tyler, Dometic, uh, they're going to have a seminar. Dave, I'm going to be doing my link card seminar. But don't think that you won't learn a ton of stuff by by just hanging out and talking to anglers. This is where I get a lot of information at, at things like this, you know, at the boat show or or at a an expo like what we're going to have here down at Harbor Marine. You can just get in these groups of guys, man, and it's surprising what guys will give up when when you start talking about fishing, and it's a great way to learn about these fisheries we have coming up. Is is come hang out with us. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of us from the fishing community, and uh, it's just a great time, man. It, it'll be a good, it'll be a good day. At Information is a two-way street, and you've got reps from all these vendors that are going to be here at the North Sound Marine Expo. And Lauren, you know Bob Buchanan, Bomac. I have learned so much about yeah. shrimping, and and I mean, I grew up around here. I thought I kind of knew it all, but Bob Buchanan <laughs> of, of SMI has taught us so much, and you have just about his entire pot fishing catalog in your store, Lauren Bivens. Yeah, I, I can't think of a thing that we don't have that, that has to do with anything to do with shrimp, lingcod, uh, you know, line retrieving. I mean, uh, he really has done an amazing job perfecting that that industry and getting all the little details worked out, which you're going to show off at, at your seminar, uh, first thing to kick off the show. So, um, yeah, he, I just, it, it's amazing how... Uh, He's just got the little, all the little details worked out, which you're going to share with us. Well, and, this, and the, you know, as as our former quarterback around here used to say, the sep- the separations and the preparation. And I don't know of another fishery that is more preparation intense than shrimp fishing because I start making my bait 
at least a couple days in advance, grinding the pellets, putting everything together. Because, Lauren, what I hate to see is guys walking down the dock with that pail of pellets and then some oil, and they start mixing that stuff on the boat. Dude. Well, and, and you know, our, our Puget Sound shrimp fishery is so very sure. short. So you need to prepare. It's one of those things like, hey, if you're going to go out and you're going to do this stuff, you want to be successful. You want to come home with your limiter prawns at the end of the day, right? So you got to yeah. take the time to the bait, the pots, yep. your line system, all of that stuff is important. And if if you want to catch prawns, you've got to be prepared. So, but you're uh, you're going to make sure people are going to be comfortable here. You have uh, you've got a real barbecue ringer coming in too, and, and uh, Harbor Marine and, and Taylor uh, Taylor Made is actually sponsoring the two dollar barbecue. Are you kidding me? So who's who's doing the barbecue, and what what are you going to be serving, Lauren? Was Jim, uh, who also does the Salmon for Soldiers event. Nice. Uh, just, yeah. That, so Carolina Smoke is the company. Uh, he's going to be here with his wagon uh, in the back of the facility. And he's uh, got some pulled pork and some smoked chicken sandwiches he's going to have available. And uh, like I said, TaylorMade is uh, graciously uh, also, you know, uh, sponsored that. So it's just going to be a $2 lunch. It, it ought to be just fabulous. And, and uh, Jim always does a great job. Well, the list of vendors is, is is too long to list right here, but suffice it to say, you will get off to a fast start. Come join us two weeks from today for the first annual North Sound Marine Expo. We got seminars, we got all kinds of products there to, available, and and uh, you know we're going to get you off to the right start. Lauren Bivens, HarborMarine.net. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Great, thanks a lot, guys. And it's NorthSoundMarineExpo.com for all the details. NorthSoundMarineExpo.com. Thank you so much. We'll thanks, talk to you Lauren. soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Bye. it. All right. Coming up next, starts with a B. It ends with a B. Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning Northwest Outdoor Port right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. Minn Kota Pro, Jeff Gustafson, your Bassmaster Classic champion. Jeff Gussie Gun- Gustafson became the first Canadian angler to win the coveted Bassmaster Classic on Sunday with a three-day total of 42 pounds, 7 ounces. He led the event wire-to-wire after starting the event off with a limit, wing 18-8 on day one, followed that up with a day two bag, a 17-3, but was met with brutally tough conditions on the final day of competition. Gussie got two smallmouth wings, six pounds, 12 ounces on a stingy final day to secure the title. Jeff relied exclusively on a technique known as moping in his native Canada. The technique involves using a jig head and soft plastic jerkbait to mimic dying smelt. After the win, Gussie gushed over his gamakatsus. In bass tournaments, we cannot use nets, and smallmouth are often pretty hot when you get them next to the boat. So a lot of times, I'm just going to flip them in. This is where a heavier gauge gamakatsu really shines. If you're using a lighter wire hook, you're going to open that fish up and lose it. If you missed Gussie's segment earlier in the show, hit that podcast at theoutdoorline.com. With over 5,200 wild steelhead returning to the Skagit River this season, a catch-and-release fishery is open through April. According to WDFW's Edward Eliezer, this new 10-year plan will streamline the process to the point that once the annual steelhead forecast comes in over escapement, the escapement, escapement threshold, the fishery will open. Steelhead, fishery, uh, steelhead fishing will remain open five days per week, Saturdays through Wednesdays, only through April 30th. Wild steelhead must be released immediately and may not be removed from the water. The Skagit is open from the Dallas Bridge at Concrete upstream to the Marble Mountain Bridge. The Sock is open from the mouth upstream to the Darrington Bridge at Sock Prairie Road. 
See the emergency fishing rule change page on wdfw.wa.gov for additional details. Sandwich for Soldiers 10th Annual Day of Honor will be August 19th at Harbor Marine. Voter registration is open beginning this week and will be first come first serve until the 100 voter limit is reached. After that, there'll be a waiting list so don't wait. New this year for those skippers who check in on Friday the 18th, there'll be a captain's meeting at 1700 hours at Harbor Marine, fishing and that featuring an appetizing barbecue fishing seminar and captain's gift bags as well. Don't miss this annual summer classic to say thanks for your service and welcome home to our veterans and active military heroes. For your registration form, please email salmonforsoldiers at gmail.com. The third annual $11,000 Fish Northwest Halibut Derby, May 5th and 6th. Here's your chance to support Fish Northwest's efforts to restore sustainable recreational fishing opportunity in Puget Sound. Your $100 per rod entry gives you a shot at the first place prize of $7,000. Second place gets you $2,000, and you get a cool grand for third place. The FishNorthwest.org event is open to marine area 6 and 7 only. Weigh in 4 to 6 p.m. both days at Friday Harbor Marina and Skyline Marina in Anacortes. Tickets are available now at Holiday Sports in Burlington, John Sporting Goods in Everett, LFS in Bellingham, and Dave Sporting Goods in Linden. 100% of all funds raised go to supporting fishnorthwest.org. Legal battle to return Washington State anglers fair fishing opportunity. For complete derby rules, schedule of events, and more, hit fishnorthwest.org. Spring is new hunting and fishing season. April Fool's Day is no joke. And if you haven't renewed your license, you don't have one. The joke's on you, as last year's license have expired. So before you head out this spring, remember you need your new 2324 recreational hunting and fishing licenses. The options include everything from a three-day razor clam license, an annual combo fishing license, or the fish washing license, to small game licenses and turkey tags. Hit my my WD fw.com for everything you need join us two weeks from today at a spring seminar on steroids the north sound marine expo presented by harbor marine is where you'll discover the latest and greatest in this season's fishing and marine technology and innovation nelly shrimp seminar and pot float line handling techniques followed by joey pyburn's lingcod and bottom fresh drill and gear, gear rigging demonstration will ensure your season gets off to a fast start this is a one-day event it's a must-attend for shrimpers, crabbers, lingcod anglers, and, as well, all boaters. Jim Desson's Carolina Smoke Barbecue will be selling discount $2 tickets at the event for a pulled pork or barbecue chicken sandwich with side. Mark your calendars for April 15th at 9 a.m. and be part of the first annual NorthSoundMarineExpo.com. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Now through the end of April, save 15% on all heat pumps and air conditioners at Bob'sHeating.com. Check out peregrinelodge.com. We still have some seats available for our Father's Day trip. Brock Heward's going to be joining, and, and maybe a very special guest who does the Seahawk play-by-play. Although, we haven't uh, we haven't confirmed, you know. We tried to pry it out of him we, last we time did. we had we him tried. on the show. But. We tried, but we'll see. So uh, so Brock Heward's going to jump in with us. Lisa Kellick-Sack's going to jump in, too. Peregrinelodge.com, Father's Day Adventure. You're going to load your freezer and take a helicopter ride into just an amazing fishing location. I just about guarantee you're going to catch your biggest king of the year. No question about it. It's almost turkey time, and my favorite turkey to talk to is none other than Jason Brooks. <laughs> Jason Brooks, Carmel Macchiato himself. Joining us next here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse. Brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. 
Welcome to the Wheelhouse here on 710's The Outdoor Line. You know, I've really talked enough now, so I don't need to talk a whole lot more because we've got Jason Carmel Macchiato Brooks Wind joining us now. Let him go. Here we go. It's springtime, buddy. Spring turkey, maybe a little Chelan kokanee. What do you got, Jason Brooks? It is opening day of the Washington youth turkey season, nice. and it's raining. It's raining. <laughs> and, and anybody, if you haven't hunted turkeys, you think, okay, what's the big deal? They, they are a flocking bird, and the rain is not helpful. They'll go to the trees. They'll stay in the cover. It's not going to be fun. But tomorrow through the rest of the end of the youth season, which ends next Friday the 7th, it will be sunny and nice. So please get the kids out. This is the best way to get somebody into hunting. Um, you know, this week is for the kids here in Washington. The following week is be for the kids in Idaho. Um, but if you want to get uh, anybody into hunting, uh, the neighbor, the kids, the the spouse, whoever, take them spring turkey hunting. Uh, the the adult season or the general season starts for both uh, Washington, Idaho, and Oregon. I believe April fifteenth. Um, get them out. I, I can't stress this enough. I started turkey hunting probably, I think, about seven, eight years ago. And I actually, this is my favorite hunt of the whole year, even more so than deer and elk. I, I know, Joey, you're going to fall out of the chair when I Whoa. say that. This is my favorite time because, because I've been cooped up. It's because of the cat. All right. Season. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. But, but, you know? but also, I get it, man. I mean, I started turkey hunting when I was, I think, oh, probably 12 years old. And it has everything you need in, in a hunt. Um, yes. They're vocal, right? That that's like one of the coolest things about turkeys is, you know, you're you're not just out there hiking through the woods hoping to stumble onto them and, and see them or like you would a deer, right? Uh, you can hear yep. them. It's almost like it's like that kind of that elk hunting vibe, right? You can you Absolutely. hear them out there. They're very vocal in the morning before they jump off the roost, and then you know as as the mating season gets kicking. Uh, you're calling those birds into you. You can hear them. If if they're not, you know, if the if the mating thing's not happening, they're still vocal when they're getting off the roost and when they're going to the roost in the evening. So you're hearing them. Yes. You know if they're there or not. It's it's exciting. I mean, I love turkey hunting. It's a very fun time of well, year to be getting, in the woods. It's, it's getting a bit more popular too. I mean, we talked to Kelly Reardon a couple of weeks ago, and they had this introduction to turkey hunting. They had to add more seats because, I mean, they had 30 families to show right up. So they had to – so it is becoming a little more mainstream too, isn't it, Jason? Yes, yeah, very much so. Very, very much so, especially after the whole COVID thing. Um, hunting in general is finally starting the uptick. Um, but and as we know, the, the average age of the hunter in Washington State is getting older but with the turkey, I think this is going to really, really, really help out because now you're getting a whole bunch of families involved, getting kids involved. But more importantly, like like both of you have said, this is going to help us be a catalyst to to continue this. Um, the couple things about turkey hunting, two tags. So unlike Ooh. deer and elk, when you get your animal, you get you can actually kill three in Washington three. State in the springtime. Um, one on the west side, two on the east side. But last year, I believe they bumped up to three up in the Colville area. So double check the regs again, make sure they did it this year. Um, same with Idaho. Uh, you're allowed, I think, three or no, sorry, two in the fall or two in the spring. Um, some places in Idaho, they have a fall hunt as well. It's over the counter. You get up to seven, believe it or not. And the tag is five dollars for the from Coeur d'Alene to the Canadian border. Um, but really quick, back to it. So you get you out there, you set your decoys, you, you call them in, like, kind of like hunting elk, you know, you, you, you gobble and like the bugle, but you, you bring them all in, bang, you got your turkey. You can go back out tomorrow. You can do it again. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, yes, this is a lot of fun. Um, I'm getting a lot of my friends that are big time in deer and elk hunting into it. A buddy of mine was out yesterday patterning his shotgun, and I want to talk a little bit about that in a second, and how to prepare for a turkey hunt. Um, 
But but turkeys, I'm telling you, once you get the turkey back. Now, I really want to stress, these are not yard birds. No. I hear people all the time say, "Oh, I shot a turkey. It was <laughs> it was dumber than a box of rocks, and you know, I was boring." You know, and I, well, that's because you're shooting. It's like a, that's like you know some of these pet deer. You know, the, the deer that come out. You know, that, that they're in people's back. You know, grandma's backyard. You know, it's like no, no, it's not the same thing. Um, we're talking about actually turkey hunting, making it a hunt. And like Joey said. Find the birds either in the evening before they go to roost or in the morning as they're getting, I mean, literally any speck of light in the morning and they start erupting. The first time I ever went turkey hunting, and you actually had me on the show that day, if you remember, Nellie, it was years ago. We were over in Colville. I was with uh, Michelle Bodenheyer of the National Wild Turkey Federation. And, I mean, it barely got daylight. It sounded like we were in Africa. The whole <laughs> place is lit up. I mean, there was gobbles and yelps and, and clucks, and it was just in, insane. Um, but, you know, really quick for the, for the listeners that are just thinking about getting into turkey hunting, there's some specific gear that you do need, um, you know, a really tight choke on your shotgun. Don't think you have to go out and buy a brand new shotgun by any means. Um, my, my son uses a 410, believe it or not. They actually put the specific 410 for turkey hunting. It's got a 26 inch barrel and a specific choke for it. Um, uh, I, I like the 20 gauge. I got a 12 gauge as well, but, uh, the turkey choke is really important. And then the, the shot that you use, um, a lot of turkey hunters nowadays are using what's called TSS shot, uh, tungsten shot. Um, and I, I use, I use tungsten shot by a company called Verdict Ammo. So if you can't find it, get on verdictammo.com and you can order it out of Kentucky. Uh, they have them in stock. In fact, you can get five boxes shipped to you for the same price as ordering one box uh, for the shipping rate. That's why I use companies I jump online and do that, because you go to the store and you're kind of stuck with what they have. That's usually been picked over by now by the turkey hunters. They're leaving behind what, what they don't want. Um, so do some research. But tungsten is 1.4 times heavier or 1.6 times heavier or denser than lead. So you can use size 9 shot, believe it or not. It's equal to size 6 lead. Now, you're shooting these birds in the head. People go, why 9 shot? It's all about pellet count and patterning the shotgun. So you want to make sure that you shoot the shotgun at like 20 yards and 30 yards. And if you're using the bead on the shotgun without a sight on it, with no red dot sight like that, but just a bead, you'll notice that the pattern is actually shooting four to six inches higher, the, the, the density of the pattern, than where the bead is. If you put the bead right on the head of the bird, you might shoot over the top of the bird and miss. You put it right on the where the feathers and the, the, the skin of the head kind of meet, right there on the neck. The red so, dot. Yeah, it's going to say the shotgun. Yeah, and it's uh, you know it's Turkey Week at Red Vort. You do use a red dot. Okay. I use the fact I use the Vortex Solar Spark. My son uses the Spark, and the reason gotcha. why I use the Solar Spark is because I forget to turn mine off. <laughs> that solar cell actually charges the battery. I'll be walking along all day. I'll go the whole whole weekend on my turkey hunt and forget to turn off my red dot. It's good to go. So I highly recommend the Spark and the Solar Spark over Vortex. They really jumped on board in this whole thing. They did. But, you know. It's, the, the red dot is an inch to two inches, depending on what mount you use, above the bead. So that's where you dial that that's in to where it's right on the head. So you shoot them in the beak, you know, when you use a red dot. And the red dot using a two mil red dot, I think, comes in on the, on the um, spark. And there's another one, made the three mil red dot. It's so finite that you can actually put it right on the head of the bird. And you can adjust it for daylight hours. Bright sunshine, you know, if you're out in the field at noon, you got to get a gobbler to come in, you can crank that thing up and see it. Whereas the early morning hours, you can barely have it on, so it's not it's not blowing out your vision to to, to get the bird. And, so and I, I I use a red dot. I, I highly red recommend red it for kids too, because just for the the it's you're not going to be able to dial your shotgun in right without a red Absolutely. dot. 
You, so that Absolutely. red dot allows you to sight, sight your shotgun in just like you would your rifle. That way for the kids, all they got to do is put that red dot on that dirty bugger's head and boom. Dead Dude, turkey. Exactly. Exactly. Dude. And the bead, the bead at like, you know, 30, 35, 40 yards will cover half the turkey, depending on how big the yeah, bead you're using. Exactly. You know? yeah. Whereas the red dot, it's it's on the head. And you it's know, shoot him in the beak. And it looks cool, too. Shoot him in the beak. <laughs> it looks oh, really- yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so assuming we had a normal spring right now. We'd have some better water temperatures in Lake Chelan, right? And so we'd we'd probably have a little quicker start to spring kokanee. But what what do you heard uh, from your uh, central Washington stomping grounds over there on the kokanee front? Yeah, I was uh, talking with some friends over there, and of course, my dad, who's got the, his, his thumb on the on the, the forefront over there at all times. And and um, right now, even yeah, the temperature is a big deal, but it's a big body of water. The temperature itself doesn't fluctuate a whole lot. It's kind of oh, like yeah. kind of like you know a mini ocean. You know, it's all about photo uh, the, the the sunlight when it comes to kokanee, um, both in their eyesight because they're really big eyes. You know, so they're sockeye. They're really big eyes compared to the the rest of their head and stuff. And, of course, the phytoplankton that they eat. And, Nelly, you could probably touch on the phytoplankton stuff more. I Googled phytoplankton this morning. <laughs> your company angler, Google it. Talk about a whole new world. I mean, I knew what a phytoplankton was, but I didn't realize what it was, you know. But it's about the sunlight. Um, and the water tends for the phytoplankton more than it is the fish because that's the food source. Chelan has mycetes shrimp in the lake, which is also eating on the phytoplankton. They compete with the kokanee. Um, so Listen to you go up the sockeye boom. food chain, dude. Oh, wow. You like that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So if you see big clouds of, of the mycetes shrimp, you're going to find the kokanee as well because they're eating the, the food. So big thing is, is they're transitioning from the deep water up lake, what's called the Lucerne Basin, which starts after Wapa Point. It gets to about 1,400 feet deep. Um, they're starting to move their way back down lake towards Lake Chelan uh, this time of year throughout springtime. So start going towards the town of Chelan. They're going at Mitchell Creek right now, which is the primary winter fishery for the bigger fish. And then they're starting to make their way towards Green's Landing, and then they'll make their way around Wapato Point, which is where the state park is across the lake, and then to Rocky Point. And then usually the third week or fourth week of April, right around the trout opener, we used to always fish for kokanee off of Lakeside Park there in Chelan in really shallow water. We're talking 30 to 50. 50 feet deep of water in a rowboat. Um, no need of downrigger. We used to use lead corn line and just hand launch the rowboat right there at the park, and you're only out there about 100 yards back and forth, right there. It's called the legend, and out there by the, the, the swim dock. Um, so, as but then in April, at the end of April and May, they start making their shift and start going back up lake again. It's to kind of move around the lake. So, right now, you're looking at if you don't find the fish down lake, start working your way up lake or start at Mitchell Creek and work your way back towards the the boat launch, wherever you launched out there in town. Um, it, they're, they're doing really well some days. Right now, the biggest thing is going to be the wind. You're talking about springtime weather. So the wind, not only does it make it hard to fish kokanee because it's so finite, you know, with the, the limber rod, but the speeds, it's going to push sure. you faster than Absolutely. what you want to go. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, the big thing. Speed control is just a big, big deal. So what do you have coming up in print? Jason Brooks joining us this morning, one of the most prolific outdoor writers we have here regionally. So where, where are we going to see your byline coming up here in the next uh, next few weeks? I just got my issue of uh, Sam and Steelhead Journal in the mail yesterday, and there's my full feature on Nia Bay. Nice. I did a blog on it last year for you guys. It's it's back open again, second year in a row. You know, it's it's a phenomenal fishery. So pick that copy up. If you want to learn about Nia Bay in June, 
when it opens up, grab that copy. I, I spill the beans on that one. People are going to be so mad at me on that <laughs> one. I spill the beans on how to catch Chinook uh, in June at Nia Bay. Nah, yeah, but, yeah, but journal. you just haven't lived until you've had your sire, your tires slashed in Nia Bay, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. It's just, <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I got my life threatened on the river, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> I, I tell you what. But, you know, <laughs> but that's All okay. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in my zone. Let's there we go. All right, know buddy. Know, where, know what I'm talking about. Well, it's, it's, been, yeah, I mean, it, it's been too long since we've had you on the boat, man. We're going to we're gonna have to make that happen. Even if I got to take the the sea beast out to Nia Bay, we we, we got to have it happen, buddy. We got to we got to cut you loose. But uh, we thank yep. you for the and and we'll uh, we'll get you back on again soon, buddy. We'll look definitely look for that Nia Bay article. So thanks thanks yeah, for jumping in this morning, lot, Jason. Jason Brooks. Take care, guys. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week in the techniques you need to succeed. It's Roy Robbins and RVs, really? Where? And it's next here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back from the island of Tinian Delady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. you, you got to tell me. I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody. Ocean Journey Red. Hey, man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a nice jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? Welcome to Really Where. It's time for you to head to the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific Northwest, the all-new Roy Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete lineup of Winnebago Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, trailers, pop-ups, truck campers, and so much more. But let's, we have, let's go north. Let's let's do let's let's go. Well, first you got to do the web reference. You know, Look to be at these the, giant Chinook. I know, dude. PeregrineLodge.com. Oh we have our own, our very own Lisa Killick joining us this morning. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm excellent this morning. Well, you just should feel fortunate that I'm still speaking to you after that 54 pounder <laughs> that that you and your son got on a four ounce sinker. Basically, in the kicker wake, uh, not too long ago up there at Peregrine Lodge, um, I don't know of any place on the coast that has a better record of putting their clients on Big Chinook than than Haida Gwaii, than Peregrine Lodge. It's what a wonderful, Absolutely. wonderful place Absolutely. you get to work at. So, so what's happening? What do you, what do you, what do you look forward in your crystal ball a bit? What do you expect uh, coming up here for this season, summer twenty twenty three in Peregrine Lodge? So we're looking at some really good fish coming through this summer. I'm super excited. A nice early June run of some nice springs. I am very excited this year. Definitely a little slower last year. We saw a little bit of slower fishing. And, you know, that is why fisheries ended up saying, you know, you can only take two. This year we're back to four at this point. Super excited. Four kings, four springs. So definitely really excited about that. Looks like the run's coming in, coming in heavy. So we should see some really nice fish coming through this season, this whole season. So I'm excited about that. And, sure. and I can I can back that up a little bit because we we were in a North of Falcon meeting this week, and we finally got the Canadian run forecast in. And so many of those fish that come by Haida Gwaii that are coming in Dixon Entrance are North British Columbia stock. And we're talking about the Skeena and, and the Rivers Inlet systems. And we definitely have seen an uptick in some of those Central and North British Columbia stocks that drive that Haida Gwaii fishery. I'm so fired up to get up here. We got we got a few openings for the Father's Day trip. Uh, Brock Heward's going to jump up and join us this year, and possibly the Seahawk play-by-play guy. I won't use his name right now. 
because we haven't got them <laughs> quite confirmed. But it's going to be a fun trip up there. I, I had my uh, my good buddy James Petker in my drift boat uh, over the weekend, Lisa, and, and he told that we kind of pulled over to have some lunch, and he told the story of him and his brother. They were up there last year, and his brother, they had an amazing trip. His brother caught his largest Chinook salmon ever, an almost 50-pounder. Um, and, you know, James, yeah. James was... I, I I would be surprised if we don't see James up there again I, this year. He, I hope he so. He had a great trip. And and Lisa, one of the cool things is is we come from a downrigger background, being here in Puget Sound. But you're going to be motor mooching most of the time. Tell us about that technique. Tell us why they employ that there at Peregrine Lodge, and tell us what happens when you get a big chinook on a, on a cut plug. Well, definitely. I mean, we do have downriggers if that's what you're comfortable with. However, you know, fishing up there, it's, it's sand and gravel on the bottom there, right? So you're not fishing big pinnacles. It's not really deep. We're, you know, not deep at all. I caught that 54, basically six pulls off the bat of the four out. I mean, it, they're right there, and they are big. And, I mean, the fish there, I mean, you're just... It's just you and the water. You're not pulling on anything. You don't have this big, huge weight behind Flasher, you. None of the it's crap. just yeah, none of that stuff. You don't have to. But you know, fish like you know and I know, sometimes they're biting on different things. You just don't know. But definitely slow troll, you know, we've got great bait up there. Every year we make sure our bait is maintained so that we get the best fishing that we can get and we go as far as we can yep. we fish where the fish are you know i've got a great deal twelve hundred dollars off our regular rack rate this year for your trip you know it's 42.95 it's a great deal Father, is that, father's day weekend you know, we we head up there on the 19th i believe and uh, I, I sincerely hope you can join us. One of the coolest things, oh, excuse me, the 18th through the 21st, so Sunday the 18th through the 21st, in our three mornings up there last year, Lisa, and this is no exaggeration, in addition to our Chinook, we hooked 50 halibut. And we, oh, yeah. Matthew got the biggest one in the lodge. It was just right under that slot limit of <laughs> 68 pounds, you know, just, and so we didn't even have to go halibut fishing. We could spend all our time looking for that big king and, and we caught our halibut incidentally. And the I hope. The best way to catch oh, halibut. Dude, it's <laughs> incidentally. Just the best. Yeah. It was absolutely it the, the best. best. No question. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love eating halibut. They're not the most fun thing to fish for, but when you're catching them incidentally while you're targeting big Chinook just off the kelp, just off the rocks at Peregrine Lodge, I hope, I hope folks will, will come up and join us and join Brock Heward and I and, and Matthew up there for the Father's Day trip. Lisa, if, if folks are interested, how do they get a hold of you? How do they book a trip up to Peregrine Lodge? Lodge.com. Absolutely. You can go to the website, you can send in a submission, and I can get back to you right away. Or you can also call me at 604-345-6542. And I would love to hear from you. I'm here all day waiting for your call. There we go. Lisa Killick, West, excuse me, I almost said the other one. Lisa Killick, PeregrineLodge.com. <laughs> Old habits die hard, my friend. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Lisa Killick, PeregrineLodge.com. Give her a call. That number again, what, 604-345-6542. There it is, PeregrineLodge.com. Lisa Killick, thank you very much for your time. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. You bet. Take right, care, take guys. Care. And, and, you know, Brock here doesn't get to fish a whole bunch. So to get up there and, and you know, spend some time up there with him. And, and it's like, you know, an NFL podcast. 
you know, no, and, and Brock's going to be shot out of a can. Oh, for sure, up there, yeah, without a doubt. And uh, he he will he will fish for halibut. I mean, he he does not have a problem deep drop deep dropping. But you get to spend all your time motor mooching, just trolling on really really slow with these cut plugs, just off the rocks and catching halibut in that shallow water and and. With your Chinook, you know, come on. And up. the and the forecast for Chinook is, dude, it's better than it was last year. Well, I and mean, and our trip is a week later this year as well. So come on up and join us, Father's Day weekend, uh, June eighteenth through the twenty first. You will not regret it. Be uh, one great way to get your uh, get get the freezer starting to uh, get filled up for the summertime. No question yeah. about it. Um, I just got to harken back to having Jeff Gussie Gustafson. On the show, first hour. If you missed that, jump on MyNorthwest.com. Jump on TheOutdoorLine.com for the podcast. But you, you look at what happens to somebody when they win the Bassmaster Classic, $300,000 event. It's no, it's not hyperbole to call that the Super Bowl of fishing. And for him to take time out of his day and join us this morning. Oh, yeah, because you know, cause you hour, know he's getting dude, pulled in every getting, direction. Damn. Yeah. And like he said, it's got to be just chaos, you know, after winning that event. Um, that's why, you know, he's he's probably got all he wrapped up with with coming on the show with us. The cell phone is getting going on airplane mode and he's headed for a frozen lake. Ice fishing. Dude. Ice fishing for Pike. And if, if he does it every year um, about this time of year when he wraps up his his schedule of fishing and he goes up and, and they go ice fishing. Our buddy Steve Lynch right now, that's what he's doing, too. So I know you. You always joke about, well, you're going to go cut a hole nice, but man, you watch some of this ice fish. I was, I was watching ice fishing. I was watching ice fishing. Dude, dude. that's so What wrong. is wrong with us? That's so wrong. We're watching bass and I'm watching ice fishing on YouTube. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you that, that three hours on Fox last Sunday, you know, I mean, come on, there's no, there's no football on there's a, it, it was a kind of, you know, kind of a crappy day, but then to what? sit at, it, it was fun because, you know, we, we had a guest coming from the Bassmaster well, it's Classic. Also just, and it's also just good TV. You it watch was. it, there's yeah. a reason why it's got huge ratings. Dude, it did. It you know, it's no good question. TV. No question. Um, so, you know, and again, now now we we look down at the Columbia River, and we're still scratching our head at what's going on down there. I mean, you know, it's April 1st. This time last year, that thing was percolating. It was solid, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 if we, you know, if we ran, you know, if we ran the numbers from last year's Bonneville uh, numbers at the, on this date. I'm, I'm sure it was more than what we're seeing right now. It's a cold Columbia River. It's choked with pinnipeds right now. You know, you got sea lions and harbor seals and, and a bunch of smelt that have been screwing up folks' presentations. But man, that thing has to happen soon. You're heading down on Tuesday. Yeah, and I'm still optimistic. Um, oh, dude, they're going to they're, they're they're show yeah. up. And um, I, I, furthermore, I'm optimistic we're going to get an extension because I don't think the sport fleet on the Columbia River has sniffed its quota. No, and probably what will happen is it's going to get really, really good on the 8th. Yeah, you are exactly right. And, but that's we're, we're going to start seeing bigger numbers yes. of fish pushing over the dam, and that's what we need to get that extension is we need we need some fish to push up river and get over Bonneville, uh, and then we should get an extension. Last year we got a pretty nice extension, and, and fishing was just lights out down there. Guys yeah, no, no question. Murdering them. Then um, we need to address a rumor um, that, that we heard that, that the CQ fishery is getting close to the line. That is not accurate at all. We got an email yesterday from from WDFW indicating that more legal fish have entered the fishery, and we're fishing on a sublegal encounter threshold. Which you know, with the more legal fish you catch, the less sublegals you catch. So, 
according to WDFW, as of yesterday, they are not anticipating a change taking any action, any management action in CQ. So, and there just has not been a lot of pressure out there's, there. No. If you if you look at WDFW, you look at the Creel counselors, you know, they're checking a dozen boats a day. That's yeah. it. So, yeah. so you know, that is going to be open for action, ready to go. This week brings along with it the halibut opener here in Puget Sound. That's going to be interesting on Thursday. We looked at the tides earlier in the show. Pretty mellow, dude. Pretty pretty good opportunity to get out there, and the weather's going to cooperate, too. More so than the tides, the weather's really what limits you if you're going to go out in the straits and want a few could chase an halibut. Yeah, totally, the weather. Um, and and hopefully we, we get a couple good days of weather and guys can get out. I'm, I'm really anxious to hear, like, how many fish are around. You know, we'll have some of our saltiest guys out there, <laughs> you know, uh, and we should have reports, you know, pretty early on in the morning on Thursday, because like you said, that, that outgoing tide is pretty early in the morning and it's not a, a it's not a ton of water movement. It should be good fishing all through that tide. And you're, you'll be doing your homework for the uh, Fish Northwest Halibut Derby May 5th and 6th too. That's an $11,000 event, gang. Yep. It ain't the Bassmaster Classic, but you know what? Halibut tastes a whole lot better than bass. Mm-hmm. Pl- anyway. Plenty of uh, plenty, plenty of, of halibut bait out there. All sport go outdoor emporium, yep. holiday sports, uh, John Sporting Goods, Harbor Marine. Uh, we've got them all loaded up with with pretty much everything you need. Um, there's a lot. We we put out quite a bit of of our crab pucks. You know the oh, the little yeah, just yeah, that's yeah. great chum. If you, yeah, you know, for sure. Throw one of those in your chum bag. Uh, chop up some herring, some mackerel. Get that stuff in there. Remember, you gotta create that chum line and get those fish coming to your. Then the longer you stay on that chum line on the anchor, the more halibut. Be patient. They're coming. They They, are. And sometimes it takes a while. But look, if you start jumping from spot to spot to spot, uh, every time you're you're gonna have to invest at least an hour or two in that spot. And, And if you don't stick it out, man. I've sat out there before with my uncle Ray, and and you just stick and you yep. stick and you stick, and eventually they come and and then when you get those fish after you put your time in like that and you go in and you got your limit, it's pretty uh, it's pretty nice, man. No doubt about it. All right, you missed any of the show? Jump on mynorthwest.com, hit the podcast on the outdoorline.com as well. Download that Apple Podcast app as well. Very 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 sincere thank you to the Bassmaster Classic champion Jeff Gussie Gustafson for joining us this morning. Give Joey a follow at Joey Pyburn on uh, Instagram at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for Matt Nelson running the board. Joey Pyburn, I'm Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.